the Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. And again, it's good to have some of our guests here today, or our guests here today. This uh, evening, I want to start a message, because I don't know how this is going to go. Uh, but the title of the message is The Power to Heal and to Cast Out Demons. The power to heal and to cast out demons. And in conclusion, I'm going to move from just this, because there's a reason why we're going into this. I'm going to move from this into talking about curses and how that affects our Christian life. Curses, we'll talk about that. There are two types of curses. We need to know what they are like and how they are affecting our lives and how to be free from those curses in our lives. So that's how we're going to be concluding. Uh, we are spiritual beings. We're spiritual beings. We have to understand that. You, you, you are a spirit being. You were created in the image of God. And so God is a spirit. God doesn't have body like we have. We have bodies because we live on the earth. And so when Jesus came, if you read in Hebrews, God prepared him a body. So he came into that body. God came into the body so he can dwell among us. So dwelling among us means you have to have a body. So I'm going to branch out a little bit. That's why demons want to live in the body. Because they are totally uncomfortable living on the earth without a body. If you live on the earth, you have to have a body. And if they can't have a human being that in which they can fully express them, themselves living on the earth, if they can't have one, well, they, they want an animal. You remember Jesus telling them, they said, let us go to the pigs. That they have to have some expression. And so they need flesh and blood on the earth. And so a human being is the real target. Because in you, they can fully express themselves on the earth. If they want a mother, they occupy some Hitler. <laughs> and use that person powerfully. You imagine, how can they one person do this? Yes, because there's satanic force behind it a murderer behind that person. Now, we have been called to enforce what I call the blessing. Amen? Every believer, we have been called by God to enforce the blessing. Now, demons, they enforce the curse. We're going to scriptures. Demons enforce the, court, the curse. They can't do anything until they have the permission to enforce it. And there's got to be a reason why, why they can enforce it. Remember Job? They couldn't touch Job until God said, okay. Because there was no reason for them to be able to touch Job. There's no opening. The guy has got it completely. And until that's taken out, they can't. But we can give them a reason. And once you open the door, it's a right. It's, it's a principle. It's a law. It's a spiritual law. They have the right, and God can't do a thing about it. You give them rights. And they come in. So we're going to talk about it. But for us believers, we have been in a call to enforce the blessing. But by the time we're through, we you understand where I'm going with this. We have been called to enforce the blessing. Now, salvation takes away the curse. Sin introduced the curse. Now, salvation is taking away the curse and 
the blessing is being enforced. So we believers, we are the ones that God has called to enforce that, both in other people's lives as well as your life. He's called healing and deliverance. Amen? It's called healing and deliverance. So God has called us and empowered us to both heal and to cast out demons, the ones that are enforcing the curse. The curse. So we need to understand that. The Bible tells us this. First of all, in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, he says, Now is there salvation in any other. In other words, there is no salvation. That means total healing. That means deliverance. That means freedom. Being made whole. There is none in any other except Jesus. Because it says he's the chief cornerstone. For there is no other name under heaven given among men. You need to understand that you have been given a name among us. There is a name right now that you have, that I have. That's been given to us from heaven. That's a name. There is no other name. So it is the name. The name of Jesus enforces the blessing. Understand this. He says, for there is no other name under heaven. We are looking for somebody, some name that we can use to dislodge the curse and to enforce the blessing that Jesus brought from heaven. We're coming to this. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That word in the Hebrew means sozo means to be completely free, delivered, like Jesus said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Free indeed. That's free from want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's free from satanic harassment. That's free from oppression. That's free from mental torment. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. No oppression. A sound mind. That's what God is giving to us. So this name has been given to us to enforce what God has freely given to us. That's the name that's been given to us. Now you can read in First uh, Corinthians chapter 2, I believe, go down all the way to verse 12, down, further down. He says that we may know the things that have been freely given to us. So the things that have been freely given to us. So G- Jesus, the name Jesus, can free anyone from anything. Now, I've dealt with a lot of demons before, and most of, most of the time they talk back to me. Sometimes when I'm not talking to them. It's, it's frightening. Sometimes I've heard them, I mean, I'm just making a simple conversation, and here I hear words like, you can't cast me out, you don't have the power. And I'm saying, who talked about power and casting you out? I was just talking, reading scripture. And then I used to go, uh-oh, this is going to be a real fight. This last week I concluded, if I ever hear that from a demon's mouth, I know today you're living. That's the way I've, that's the conclusion I've come. I think God opened my eyes. Before, I used to say this is going to be a battle. And I fight with them. It's like a real battle. They said, no, I'm not coming out. I said, no, you're going to come out. And we go for a long time. Now, I know there's no contest. Once I hear that word, I'm not coming out. This is my place. I just <laughs> thank you for telling me that. I know you're coming out now. Now I've got confidence you're living. There's no way you stay. You just told me, you gave me your weakness by saying that. Now I know you're coming out. But God's giving us that power. Amen? 
It doesn't, you don't have to be a mature Christian. You just have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a pastor. It's by law. Once the rules are set, and you understand the principle, they have no choice. Hello? They have no choice. They have to go. They know it. They know they have to go. They may lie to you because that's who Satan is. He, he's a liar. But when he lies and you catch him in his lie, he's finished. Amen. I remember it's a funny story. I, I, was, I just came to the United States. Then in those days, you can't talk much about, uh, you know, demons among Christians. And the things that I've seen in Africa, I was afraid to talk about them because every time I mention a little bit, they look at each other like, he's nuts. <laughs> he's crazy. There's nothing like that. So I decided I needed my credibility. Keep your mouth shut before they think you're not a Christian. You're talking about this stuff. But there are few, few of them that really knew that this, according here and there, I'll meet people. Not now. I mean, the knowledge is out there, I believe. I hope. But this guy, he came, he had his brother that was, uh, his brother was gay. And um, he came to us because he recognized we were from Africa. He talked to us about, he was a preacher. And he was trying to cast out a demon from his brother. And he came to us and said, look, I'm in real trouble. You guys need to pray for me. So we said, well, what's the matter? He said, my brother is possessed with Lucifer. I thought to myself, your brother is possessed with Lucifer? you got to be kidding. Is he a president? Is he the president of the United States? He can't influence anybody. What would Lucifer be looking for? A, a little gay fellow in a little town in, in, in Georgia? You're kidding. He, he can't do much with him. Satan is not that dumb. I mean, he's dumb, but he's not that dumb. I mean, but he quit praying. You know why? He listened to that lie. <laughs> I praise the name. I said, you're not Lucifer. I know you're one of the littlest demons. You're coming out. Amen? We are not unaware of Satan's devices. Amen? We know what his tricks are like. But he likes to lie if you don't have knowledge. That's why the Bible says, if you, know, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. It's not like anything. You just know the truth. They can't lie to you. But they know the law. Amen? They know the rules. The spiritual laws. And when you understand the spiritual laws and you stand your ground, resist the devil and what? He will flee from you. I mean, not walk away from you. I mean, flee. You know what that means? As with terror. You are terrorizing him. When you know the truth... You are a terror. He sees you coming. He says, here comes trouble. What are we going to do now? Amen. That's the power that God's given to us as children of the living God. We just don't know. We just don't know the power we have. I mean, I think in my mind, I think I know a lot. (laughs) But I found out, I told some people, you are never an expert. You're never an expert. I've dealt with so many demons uh, and praying for the sick and all of that. But every situation is different. Many times while I'm talking with confidence, the deliverance minister, okay? I'm saying, God, what are you doing? (laughs) Why did you bring this person to me? I don't understand what's going on. But he's always so faithful to tell you what's going on. Amen? So you exude the confidence and they see a man of God. But inside you are crying out, God, what are you doing? Please help me. And he says, this is the problem and this is the way to approach it. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And all of us are children of God. Amen? Satan doesn't want you to, let, let, he doesn't want you to know that you are that special, that God can walk through you. But I want to let you know, many of the things I did, I wasn't a minister. Just learned. And I I like, from the scientific uh, community, I like to experiment. So when I found something, I've got to try this experiment to see how it works. And God gives you opportunity to do it, and then it works. Then I gain a little experience, 
and I think I'm so confident I can do it now. And then he throws another one at me and I say, okay, now what's, what's this now? What's going on here? But if you're ready, God's ready to use you. Believe me, there are so many out there that are looking for help. They're looking for help. And you are the one that God has chosen to help them. And I tell you what, when God begins to use you in this area and these areas, this, the excitement is incredible. And you, you can't know it. What I mean you can't know it is, it's unending. Unending, there's so much to know. The universe is so big and God is so great. And so we keep learning. But we have confidence that Jesus is with us. You see, the Bible tells us this. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Two. The Holy Spirit and with power. What power? You mean wrestling power? That's not what we're talking about now. It was the power to bring deliverance. Healing. Amen. He anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. And having the Holy Spirit gives you understanding of what's going on. And the power of the Holy Spirit behind you works with you to enforce the blessing. And that's what Jesus did. He who went about doing what? Good. Enforcing the blessing. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Because God was with him. If you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, even if you did it tonight, God is with you. God's with you. Everywhere you go, He is with you. Everywhere you go, He is with you. That's why He came. Emmanuel, God with us. And, and, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, right? He is with us. Everywhere you go, He is with you. He is with you. And because He is with you, if you have been chosen by Him and He's empowered you, you can enforce the blessing. That's why this message is tonight. You can actually enforce the blessing. Jesus said, I believe this is John 20, verse 21. He said, Ask the Father sent me. I also send you. If you are a Christian, you are being sent. Now notice the word ask. Right? In the same manner that the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ask. Not something different. In the same manner, this is English now, we all know this. In the same manner, if it says, I'm sending you as the Father sent me, then everything that was available to him when the Father sent him, he's got to make available to me as well, right? Otherwise, it won't be asked. But Jesus never lies. He told us the truth. We just haven't tried it. He stepped out, believing his Father was with him. He said, I'm never alone. My Father is always with me. I know you don't see him, but he's here with me. I speak, but I'm speaking what he's telling me. He's here. You can see him. You call him your God, talking to the Jews, but you don't know him. But I know him. He's with me. He's always with me. So we have to understand that. That God, because of his love for us, and because we have accepted his love into our life, he's there always. Jesus made a promise, I will never leave you. I'll always be with you. Even when you feel like he's leaving you, he's left you. No, he's still there. Even when you feel like you've been unfaithful, 
he remains faithful to his word because he promised he'll always be with you. Always be with you. He'll take care of you. So as the Father sent him, that's the way he sent me. No wonder you can read in John 14, uh, Jesus said it very clearly. He says, if you believe in me, the works that I do, you do also. I believe it's 14 verse 12. You do also. Why? And greater works than this. I used to say, Jesus, please don't say that. Because I don't think I can do them. Even if I do just a little tiny bit. But greater works, what are you talking about? But he said it. And I didn't make him say it. He said it. And he means what he said. We just haven't accepted it. We just haven't received it. But he says, if you love me, you keep my words. That's some of his words. Why are we not keeping his words? We always think about keeping commandments, right? Not doing what's wrong. We're always in the defensive. I don't want to sin. I don't want to sin. There's more to do more than just I don't want to sin. That's the defensive posture. Let's get offensive. Amen. Amen. That's what we should do. That's where the fun is at. That's where we get the fun when we are in the fence trying to win. Amen. So, just as the Father sent him, he sent us. So, when I meditate on that and I realize just as the Father was with him, he is with me. And Jesus said, I'm not the one doing the works, it's my Father. That's doing the work. So I can believe because he said he's with me. He's the one doing the work. I don't really understand what's going on, but I just act. Amen? And he does the work. And all of us can do it. So we have the power to heal and to save uh, and to, to bring uh, uh, deliverance to people, to cast out demons. We have that power. So God... It's looking for people to enforce the blessing. Jesus left and he turned it over to us. And we're now supposed to take the responsibility to enforce the blessing. And if you just sit as a Christian and don't have anything supernatural happening in your life, that's being ordinary. And Paul said, I don't want you to walk like mere men. Because that which is of the flesh is flesh. That which is of the spirit is spirit. We are born from above. Jesus told us the wind blows and you hear the sound of it. But you cannot tell where it's coming or where it's going. So is everyone who is born of this spirit. You are like a mystery. We don't accept that, but that's what Jesus said. He didn't say, this is like... No, he said, so is everyone. You, see the, you hear the sound of the wind... You can't tell where it's coming from, and you don't know where it's going, but you can feel it. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. We don't understand that, and we have not taken our place of authority, and so Satan doesn't respect us. Doesn't respect us. They harass us, even though we have been born again, delivered from the enemy. We are being constantly harassed with one thing or the other. When we come to the curse, and we'll talk about that. It doesn't mean they're not going to try to threaten your life. But you can stand your ground. Amen? So God has chosen us. The Bible tells us, Colossians 1.13, this is what God did. It says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Notice the word. He didn't say He is going to deliver us from the power of darkness, right? He has delivered us from the power of darkness. And has conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So what kingdom do you belong to? You are no longer of the world. 
you have your citizenship in heaven. That's why Paul tells us we are ambassadors for Christ. You guys live in the United States. You need to see the ambassador for the United States in Africa. The way he's treated. Right? With dignity. Amen? We all know he's not from here. Okay? He's from the United States. You know, the first time I got into the U.S. Embassy in Nigeria, he was almost like, wow, what is this? Okay? They made everything like the United States. He feels like, I'm already there. Amen? And the ambassador speaks with power of the United States. Right? Representing them. We are ambassadors for heaven. Amen? The enemy should see us and say, uh, what have you to say now? What decisions do you have right now? Amen? And we take our decisions from the word of God. We just haven't understood this. When we understand this, we'll begin to do stuff. I've shared this here before. Um, For many years, I just kept wondering, how can you open a deaf ear and, uh, (laughs) I've shared this here, and make a dumb person that, I mean, everybody knew, dumb, really dumb, somebody that can't speak, and deaf. And I'll think about it for so long. I I talked about healing so long. I'll talk off your ears if you want to listen. You still talk so much about healing. I remember one guy, I talked so much to him about healing. And he asked me, have you ever prayed for anybody that got healed? He was right. I had him. I kept my mouth shut for that time, but just for a while. And I went right back again talking about it. But I didn't know how. I had no understanding how that could be. But one day, I shared this, I was sleeping, and all night long, I was thinking about, I don't know why, how could you open a deaf ear and cause a dumb, somebody who was born dumb, dumb, they can't speak, to speak? And I thought that night, I got my answer. And it was simple. Jesus put his hands in the ear, right? And then he commanded the spirit to leave. And that was it. And so I got up and I told Angela, uh, I think I can open deaf ears and make the dumb to speak. Angela was like, is that, is that my good morning? <laughs> but I was so excited. I wanted to have somebody to experiment with. But there was no, it was me and Angela and she, was, she didn't qualify. And then in 2000, that was sometime, in 2000, God called me uh, into ministry. And I couldn't wait to experiment on this thing. And I remember uh, some of us have been in worry in Nigeria. I remember some of us. Yeah, I was in worry. And I had prayed, you know, generally, because it's such a large crowd. And there's many of them sick. And it's already late. And I can pray for all of them. So I usually tell them, put your hand where you're hurting. And I pray for them. And God will heal them. But this family with a deaf person, they decided they didn't want that way for healing. They wanted, you know, you praying for them directly. Which puts you on the spot because everybody's quiet and they're waiting to see what happens. Hello. But the funny thing, when because of the power that God's given to us, I'm not anxious. I wasn't at all. I was more excited about this. <laughs> this is my experiment, I thought. I've got to do this now. Stick my fingers in her ears. I didn't care whether she took, she's taking a shower or not. It didn't matter. <laughs> got to do this. And the whole church, the fire pack, they were all quiet, just waiting, because they all knew this person was deaf. And so, for me, this was really good. They told me, and I said, okay, now, we'll pray. Now, stick my finger in my ear, God, I don't want any disappointment. This got to work. And I was really excited. I put my finger in the ear, and I was yelling. 
Now you deaf spirit, come out. And then I took my finger off to give it space to get out. <laughs> okay, you're laughing. And then after I've done that, everybody's quiet. They're leaning forward to see what's going to happen. And you are the man of God, okay? And so you go behind her and you do this. And she does this. Everybody is excited. And everyone who is sick wants to be healed now. Please pray for us. This is really serious. But it's not me. You can do the same thing. Amen? You can do the same thing. God is giving us, all of us, the same power. That's why the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you meditate in it day and night, so that you will be able to do all that's written in it. And then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Joshua 1 verse 8. That's, but when you think about it, and it really is in your heart, God will reveal it to you. God will not reveal anything to you that you don't want to know. If you're interested, and that touches your heart, and you ask, look, now let me tell you this. There was never a time the disciples asked the question, and Jesus didn't answer them. He answered every time they asked. No matter how silly the question was. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why don't you ask? Why don't you ask? Ask and then listen. He'll speak to you. He'll speak to you. When I said when you're dealing with demons, you cannot, you're never an expert. Every time you have to listen. They're talking to me and telling me the problem. And I'm asking God in my head, what's going on here? And he'll tell you. In one case, God said, don't pray for her anymore. She doesn't want to be free. And I went back in my head, how can you say she doesn't want to be free? She comes to me all the time. And he repeated it again, she doesn't want to be free. And he was right. He was right. That was the last day I said, I'm not praying for you anymore. The mother came. The, the brother was my schoolmate before I got saved. He said, uh, good luck, please pray for my sister. What's the matter? I said, hey, 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 Joseph, you remember? He says, good luck. You remember me? I'm good luck. I'm not a witch doctor, okay? I don't have power. He's him. Talk to your sister. If she's willing to let this demon go, he'll leave. But she's not willing. And there's nothing I can do. Amen? I need to go back to the word. He says, Ask one verse 8, and you shall receive power, right? So what's the power for? For deliverance, right? To get people free. That's what Jesus received. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and with what? Power. What was the power? For healing. For salvation. To get demons out of people. He went about doing good. What was the good? Healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Oh yes, I speak in tongues. Yes, I do. Well, let's go heal the sick. Hello? Let's go cast out devils. Let's go set people free. That's our calling. That's our assignment. When we get into this, we get very excited. It's very, it's, it's, it's really rewarding. I remember some of us were in prison. Oh, excuse me. We went to prison ministry, okay, not to prison. <laughs> when we prayed for these uh, prisoners who had back problems. I mean, before there was a guy there, he wasn't like he was, okay, just talk. But after he saw somebody, well, their back problem healed, he paid attention from then on. I mean, he was different. Because they are seeing the work of God. This is not a game. This is real. And that's why Satan fights this thing in the church. 
and people fight about tongues and they fight about healing and the doubts of the devil and all of that stuff because Satan hates this thing and if all of us practice it Satan knows he's in trouble but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses how were they witnessing? They went and now doing all kinds of... I mean, if you can read and used to baffle me when I was a new Christian. Uh, now, I saw things. That's what brought me into Christ. But before then, it was difficult. Because I figured, when you read the scriptures and you read about Jesus in the Gospels, and you leave the Gospels and go into the Acts of Apostles, there is no difference. It's as if Jesus was still around. You see no difference. The same miracles that were happening, they were happening with these Apostles. And I wonder what happened to the church. We don't see that anymore. Maybe these are just stories. But you see exactly the same. Even Peter's shadow was bringing healing. We never read of Jesus' shadow bringing healing to people, right? But Peter's shadow, they kept people on the streets. The same Peter who says, I never know that guy. It never been with him. You remember? Denied him. The same Peter's shadow was healing people. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, you can heal the sick. You can cast out demons. And if you don't do it, you don't have an excuse because I told you. You know it now. So you have the power and you can be a witness for Jesus. Jesus chose us. Now if you read in um, Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18, the scripture Jesus actually speaking in the Old Testament through the prophet Isaiah, he says, Here am I, and the children you have given to me. How many of you have been given to Christ tonight? I know every one of you. What are we for? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you part of that family? You are for what? Signs and wonders. We just really need to believe this. This is Old Testament. Prophesying for that scripture to be fulfilled in my life. Right? How can God prophesy and the prophecy is not fulfilled? How many of his children are for signs and wonders? All of them. That's including me. I've got to experience this thing. It's not just for pastors and preachers alone. I've got to experience it. Amen. I've got to experience it. I can talk to you because I haven't been a pastor for too long. But I was doing things that preachers couldn't do before I became a minister. In fact, I was doing things and people were telling me, we're sure you're running away from God's call. Because every time you do something unusual, they think you have been called and you're running. I said, well, I, I know God hasn't called me. Uh, you're the one calling me and I'm not listening to you. <laughs> okay. Because we had assumed, if you can do these things, then you must be a preacher. But no. No. You don't have to be a preacher. Here am I, and the children God the Father has given to me, we are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, who dwells in what? Mount Zion. You know what Mount Zion is? That's the church. That's the church. That's the church. It's for all of us. I'm going to go through this because i got some time, I hope. Matthew 10, um, and then you can also go to Matthew, uh, Luke chapter 9. Jesus picked 12 disciples. Look at what he said to them. He says, and when he had called his twelve disciples to him, what did he do? He gave them what? He gave them what? He gave them what? How did he do that? Have you wondered how he did that? You, thought, you think he put his head on them and shook his head on them? He just told them. You got it. 
Amen? You got it. That's how he gave them. He gave them what? Power over what? Unclean spirits. I think in the West, we think all the unclean spirits, they've all vacated and they all live in Africa now. They're no longer here. We drove them out with our technology. Have you seen iPhone? That's how we drove them out. They're all in Africa right now. We got all this stuff. We've been to the moon and back. We drove them away. <laughs> Just to hear. Gee, God will not give you power to drive out things that don't exist. And exist all over the world, wherever the gospel is being preached. Okay? He gave them power because it was necessary that they do this. Right? Why would he give you power to do what you don't need the power for? Because it doesn't exist. He gave us power to do good. He gave them power over unclean spirits and to cast them to cast them out and notice and that's part of the power right to heal what kinds all kinds of sicknesses all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease we are the ones that great dumb i told myself i'm not doing that anymore like I said on Sunday, I'm waiting to see a, a tumor just disappear before my eyes. I'm going to see it. God, please don't take me home yet if you tarry until my eyes see it right before my eyes. I want to see it. God doesn't say, oh, that's headache. I can take care of that. Oh, you got cancer? Ooh, I got to think a lot about this. That's cancer. God doesn't do that. Cancer and headache, they are one and the same. Same to him. There is nothing too difficult for him. We, because of our mind, that's the why the Bible says, renew your mind. Think differently. Because as a man thinks in his heart, that's what's going on. That's how God will accept you. That's how the demons will treat you. Because that's the way you see things. And God, God allows it. Remember what I said? Last week, Jesus made this statement. It becomes very clear to me now. Because I read it in NIV, not NIV, a New Century Version. That's Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Whatever you allow on the earth, my Father will allow in heaven. And whatever you disallow on the earth, it will be disallowed in heaven. Whatever you allow in your life, that's what you're going to get. Heaven says yes. You know, I guess a lot that I, I need God to show me. Because there's some scriptures that used to really baffle me. And you read the scriptures. I said Paul was writing, kind of digressing, but these are some of the things we need to meditate about. Paul was writing, he said, you know, I'm in the streets. I have a desire to go home and to be with God. That's far better for me. Remember that? And he says, I also, I, I, I mean, it's, I, I'm caught in this thing. One wanting to go be with Jesus and the other wanting to stay with you guys because you need me. And then he said, I've decided I'll stay for a while. A man deciding when to go home, when to die. But that's what happened. He, she, Paul actually decided he was going to stay. And then at last he says, I fought a good fight. I'm ready to go. And guess what? He left. I read that and that was an amazing thing. And I believe I cannot do that because I don't have the understanding that he got, that he had. And I need God to show me. Because that's what the Bible says. And you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. He was a free man. He had nothing. If he had nothing, I need to get to that place. And if you hear that in him, he says that I may know him. And the fellowship of his suffering, I want to know him. And I need to get to the place where I got to know him. There's so much to know. 
he says that people are playing games with God. And God sees that, that they are not serious. They draw near, Jesus said, they draw near me with their mouth, but their hearts far from me. And the Bible says, draw near to God, and God will what? Draw near to you. And he knows when you are drawing near to him, not when you show up in church. He sees what's in here. Man looks at the outward, but God looks at the, the heart. And I pray to God, because I don't know me, I say, God, please keep put those desires in there. Download that hunger. Please. I need it. Because only through that hunger, I will get to know God better. Because the Bible says, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So he gave them power, all kinds of this. And, 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 and as you go, he says, preach, preach the kingdom of God is at hand. Notice what he said for them to do. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, raise the dead. Okay? I told the story about this preacher that said, Pastor, can I do that? And the pastor said, Yes, Jesus said you can do that. And he said, Pastor, have you done that? Pastor said, No. He, he laughed a little bit and said, But can I do that? And Pastor said, Yes, you can. So he took his bicycle, went all over town till he found somebody that was dead and raised the person from the dead and then became a worldwide known ministry. When we are willing to let, listen to the words of Jesus. You know, I've read stories back in Africa where they have no, no place to go to, to be with doctors. People have HIV and they have sickle cell. Sickle cell is actually genetic disease and they can test it and say, yeah, you got it, you're sickler. And they go to church, pastor pray for me. And they go back and retest them. The genetic disease is gone. DNA is changed. God has changed the DNA. He's the same God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All we need to do is say, God, if you've said that in your word, help me understand that. I want to walk in that so I don't see impossibilities. Because the Bible says, if you believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So the only thing that is separating me from my miracle, the only thing that is separating me from my abundance is my own belief. If I can believe what is written in this book, I can be a star in the kingdom of God. Amen? And that's where we fight. That's where we, Paul said, in this thing, I exercise myself. That's where I want to exercise myself. Because I want to make an impact in the lives of people before I leave this world. If Jesus started, stand up with me tonight. We're taking a lot of time. Um, but I want you to meditate on these things, okay? Meditate on them. Look for books. Read. Desire it. Because God will only give you the desire of your heart. If you just desire to be a church member and sit every Sunday and listen to some pastor or some man speak, that's what God will allow. Whatever you allow, heaven will allow. Whatever you disallow, heaven will disallow. And that's what it is. If you're sick in the body, God wants to heal you. You don't have to accept it. Now I know now because I've been in this. Satan will always tempt you just as he tempts you to sin. He will always tempt you with sickness. When I talk about the curse, you will understand what I'm talking about. That's why we must learn how to talk again. Amen? We must learn how to talk again. Because Satan wants to entice us to accept something that we shouldn't. And we put curses on our own lives. And destroy our lives and our children's lives. We don't want to do that. Amen? I see it, but I'm not going to call it. I'm not going to bring it into my world. Or bring it alive. Amen? We'll talk about that because it's all in the Word. Would you raise your hands up tonight? And if you're sick in the body, could you place your hand where you're hurting tonight? And whatever that is, place your hand there and God's going to touch you. Believe that God loves you. You haven't done anything that bad. 
that God cannot love you. He loves you dearly and you're special to him. And you just tell him, God, I just want to know you better. I want to draw closer to you. I need you to open my eyes. I need to know more of this Jesus before I vacate this world. If Jesus tarries, I want to know him more. I just want to know him. I just want to know him. This is what it is. That's what's all about Christianity. Not just to come and preach. It's to know him. To know him. To know him. And to please him. Father, I want to thank you today. Lord, if there's anyone that's sick here, it is written from the foundation of the world. Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. He was striped. It's as it's written in the word, by the stripes, by his stripes, we were healed. He received those stripes before the manifestation of it on the earth. He was slain. It was the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. He paid the price for our sicknesses and for our diseases before the world was. And so we will not allow in our bodies any kind of sickness, any kind of disease. We will not allow on our children or our family every kind, any kind of sickness or any kind of disease. No oppression. We come against those things in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for sending the, your ministering spirit to minister to us because we are heirs of salvation. To guard our bones, according to the scriptures, so no evil will come near our dwelling. That's our inheritance. That's the inheritance of your people. Bless your children tonight as, as they leave this place, not your presence. And let them have visions of heaven, dreams of heaven, and dreams of eternal things. Dreams of God, so that we see God. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.